This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sports Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Friday, the 10th of June. In your sport today, the PGA Tour acts on Rebel Golfers, an Aussie boxer targeted by a drive-by shooting. Finals spots are up for grabs in Super Netball and European cricket at its craziest. This is your sport today. We start with golf today because history was made overnight when the first Rebel Golf League event began outside of London. But shortly after tee-off, the PGA Tour suspended all members that are currently competing in the Saudi-backed competition. Uh, Luce, what's going on here? Unpack it for us. So last night, 48 golfers teed off at the Centurion Country Club for the first Live Invitational Series event, the first of eight events on the Rebel Golf Tour that's run by Live Golf, which is funded by the Saudi Arabian government and offers huge prize money, more than any major tournament. Of the 48 players, 17 were members of the PGA Tour, which is the premier men's golf tour of North America. The PGA Tour had warned that any tour member who defected to play live golf events would face sanctions, and half an hour after tee-off, the tour suspended those 17 players. It means they can no longer compete in PGA Tour events, but they can still compete in the majors because they are not run by the PGA Tour. Yep, just like the US Open next week. Now, some of those 17 players saw this coming, like major winners Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia and Charles Schwartzel. So they resigned from the PGA Tour before the event began. So, Luce, what's the PGA Tour said about these sanctions? PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monaghan sent out a memo to its members which said the Rebel players made their choice based on money and by doing that they have disrespected the Tour members, fans and partners. PGA Tour members Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas have backed the suspensions but Live Golf says in a statement that the Tour's decision is vindictive and it deepens the divide between the Tour and its members. There could be more PGA Tour members signing with Live Golf with big names Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed also linked to the Rebel Tour. Yeah, we're going to hear plenty more about this. Uh, Schwartzel actually leads after the first round in London at five under par. I'll put a link to the scorecard in the episode notes so you can have a look. To boxing now, and yesterday morning, gunshots were fired at the family home of Australian heavyweight boxing champion Justice Hooney in Brisbane. Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but the family says they're pretty shaken. What are the details, Luce? Queensland police got a call at 4am on Thursday about a drive-by shooting at Hooney's home. Police say at least five bullets hit the house, but no harm was done to the 10 people asleep at the time, which included Hooney's niece, who is just six months old. Hooney's father, Rocky, has lived in the area for almost 20 years and says he can't think of a reason why someone would do this to his family. But Rocky says he is trying to keep his son focused on the big heavyweight boxing bout against Joe Goodall next Wednesday in Brisbane. Yeah, that is a big fight. And Huni says it's not going to affect what he does in the ring. And they still went sparring after the shooting that day. Uh, police say they're now investigating the matter. State of Origin is one of the most watched programs on television every year here in Australia. But Wednesday night, Game 1 in Sydney broke some streaming records loose. 
Yeah, 425,000 viewers streamed Game 1, which Channel 9 says is more than a 50% increase on last year's Game 1 streaming figures, and that makes it the most streamed event ever in Australia across all networks. But it was a mixed bag for 9, 2.48 million watched on TV, which is a drop of 9% on last year's Game 1. It's also one of the lowest ratings in Origin history, but even still, it's one of the most watched events this year. And given how exciting Wednesday night was, there's a good chance numbers will be big again for game two on June 26. Yeah, that 16 sleeps away, but who's counting loose? Uh, That match will be played at Optus Stadium in Perth, just like it was in 2019 when 2.8 million tuned in to watch. It's the final round of the regular season of Super Netball this weekend, and there's plenty to play for. Loose, we know three of the semi-finalists, but the last spot is up for grabs. And there's four teams going for it, so I cannot wait to see how this plays out. We know that the Vixens, Fever and Giants are safely in the finals, but it is so close after that. The Magpies are fourth, but they're only one win clear of the Firebirds, Thunderbirds and Swifts. First up, the Thunderbirds play the Fever on Sunday in Perth. The Thunderbirds have to win to have a chance of finishing fourth. The Swifts and Firebirds play next on Sunday in Sydney, and the loser will be knocked out of finals contention. Then on Monday, the Magpies play the Vixens, who have already clinched the minor premiership. Regardless of what happens earlier in the round, if the Magpies win, they're in. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs watching that game on Monday, loose to see who will make that fourth spot. Uh, You can watch it too with all games on Foxtel and KO. Uh, Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who has the most goals heading into the final round this season? Loose, give us a clue. Well, they play for the West Coast Fever. Narrows it down for us. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. The Super Netball finals are just around the corner, but Super Rugby is right in the middle of its finals and loose, there is still one Aussie team left in the comp. Yeah, the Waratahs and the Queensland Reds both lost last week, but the Brumbies won, so they're in the final four. But... It's not going to be easy. They're playing the Blues, who lost just one game all season. That game is tomorrow in Auckland, where the Brumbies will be without Wallabies star Len Ikatau, who was suspended for the rest of the season. They almost beat the Blues a few weeks ago, but lost by a point after Bowden Barrett kicked a drop goal after the siren. Yeah, that is a tough way to go down. Now, if the Brumbies win, they'll qualify for their first grand final since 2013. They'll play the winner of tonight's game between the Crusaders and the Chiefs. Both games are on stand sport and start at 5 past 5 Australian Eastern Standard Time. Those of you who play club cricket will have seen some wild stuff on the field, you know, like funny drop catches, terrible deliveries. Batters hit were really, really hurts. But a video <laughs> is doing the rounds on social media from the European cricket series that might just take the cake loose. Try to explain this one for us. I can try my best, but I have never <laughs> seen anything like this. So this was a three-over match in the Czech Republic. The Prague Barbarians batter charged a wide ball and missed, but the keeper couldn't complete the stumping, so the batters took off for a run. The keeper then regathered the ball and threw it to the bowler, who fumbled the ball, so the batters <laughs> then took off for a second run. The bowler eventually got the ball, threw it back to the striker's end where the ball was fumbled twice more, so the batters completed a third run, all of them buys. The commentators 
couldn't believe it. The bowling team was furious and the batters were out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a good job there, Luce. Uh, I, I agree. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. Um, I'll put a link to the video in the episode notes. You've got to check it out. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye. What's coming up, Luce? What do you got? Well, the Matildas have just announced they're going to play Canada, who won the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics in women's football in September. So I might have to make another trip up to Sydney for that one. Yep, come up to the best city in the country, Luce. Uh, <laughs> that game is going to be played at the new SFS Stadium, so it should be a cracker. Uh, all right, as for today's trivia question, brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who is the leading goal scorer heading into the final round of the Super Netball season? Luce, you said she plays for the West Coast Fever. Who is it? It's Janelle Fowler from the West Coast Fever, and she's scored 760 goals so far this season. 760 is so many goals. Uh, all right. Thank you for that, Luce. And thank you for listening. That is us done on Sport Today for this week. Uh, if you like what you hear, please tell a friend, share it around, give us a review. It's the best way for us to grow. We've also got a newsletter that goes out Monday to Friday. There's a link to that in the episode notes as well. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. and we'll catch you then.